Hello, and welcome to Your Daily Homily, a ministry of St. Philip the Apostle Parish in Pasadena, California. For more information on today's readings and homilist, please view the show notes below. And now, Your Daily Homily. According to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, conversing with him. Then Peter said to Jesus in reply, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud cast a shadow over them. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell prostrate and were very much afraid. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Rise, and do not be afraid. And when the disciples raised their eyes, they saw no one else but Jesus alone. As they were coming down from the mountain, Jesus charged them, Do not tell the vision to anyone until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Rise and do not be afraid. And when the disciples raised their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus alone. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The disciples saw no one but Jesus alone. And this is a great end point, and I want to keep our focus kind of right there, because that's really what this is all about, is to purify our vision so that, like the apostles, that is what we see, that enlightened by faith we may be focused purely and fully on Jesus in and through what we do. And Father Joe at the beginning of the Mass kind of mentioned how last week dealt with temptation. Last week we were in the desert, and now we are on the top of a mountain. And it's kind of an interesting contrast moving from temptation in the desert to now uh, witnessing the glorified Jesus in anticipation of resurrection and his transfiguration. So what's the connection here? Why are doing one after another? And there there are a few points that could be made here, but the one that I want to focus on today is a message of detachment and trust in God. Detachment and trust in God. And all of our readings today focus on this. And it's maybe most clearly seen in the first reading, and then we'll talk about the gospel as well. But in the first reading, we hear Abraham 
being called by the Lord to go from, the land, from his homeland, the place he has always known, and to go into a strange land, the land of promise. Abraham, trusting in the Lord, does so. He follows the Lord and he leaves everything behind. Again, there's that movement of detachment and trust in the Lord. We see that also happening in our gospel. And we also see a very interesting dynamic happening in the gospel as well. It gets a little bit more muddled and complicated. Uh, But we see at first the disciples going up the mountain, and they experience this incredible vision. Jesus, in anticipation of resurrection, shining brightly, a light and conversing with the two great figures of the Old Testament, Moses and Elijah. And the response to this is very interesting. The response is, can we build some tents? You know, this is uh, voiced by Peter that he says, uh, can we build some tents for you? And this is something that we often, a trap that we often follow, fall into in our own spiritual lives, that when we encounter what is holy and what is transcendent, what is above and what is perhaps beyond our understanding, we go back to what we're comfortable with and we try to fit what is holy into what is common. We try to make tents for the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings, Jesus Christ. And so the disciples are corrected in a way by the voice of the Father. The voice of the Father comes over them and uh, kind of startles them almost into a a movement where they're able to recognize the truth of what is happening. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. And so upon, and then upon looking up, they see Jesus alone once again. The end goal, to see Jesus alone. And so too in our own lives, when we try to come across things that we don't quite understand, when we see the sacred, when we see the holy, and we try to make it commonplace, when we try to fit it into something more comfortable, something easier for us to manage, then oftentimes it takes the grace from the Father to come into our souls and come into our lives to transform us. So this is the challenge of our gospel and our readings today, to trust in the Lord and to forsake everything that might keep us tied down to what is earthly. It is again a, mass, a message of detachment and trust. And it is necessary to embrace these principles if we want to progress in the spiritual life. And so we have these principles of detachment and of trust. And to help make it a little bit more concrete, to help illustrate the point, I want to tell you about a saint, Blessed Chiara Badano, nicknamed Luce. Luce meaning light. And she was given this nickname because of her effervescence, a light-giving personality where every time she would meet someone, she would impart with them a certain light, a certain love. Uh, She would show them the love of the Father. And in and through that, uh, she would transfer and bring light to people around her. But she was born in 1971, and she died at the age of 18 just before her 19th birthday in 1990. And in many ways, she was an ordinary teenage girl. 
She struggled in school, but enjoyed time with her friends, especially to sing, to dance, and to play tennis. She's actually the patroness of athletes. And in the pride of her youth, she discovered the secret to happiness. Because at the age of 16, she had a deep conversion experience. And she would later write in expressing this fundamental truth about her spirituality. I discovered that Jesus forsaken is the key to unity with God. And I want to choose him, Jesus forsaken, as my only spouse. I want to be ready to welcome him when he comes, to prefer him above all else. But also at the age of 16, it was discovered that she had bone cancer. And it was a very painful form of cancer that would take her life in the course of just two years. But in those two years, and for this she is a saint, she never complained. She was hospitalized, but she refused pain medication because she wanted to have her mental faculties and her spirit and her will uh, fully alive, and she didn't want the medication to dull any of that. She wanted to give everything to uh, her beloved, to Jesus. And so, instead of being concerned about herself, she was especially concerned about those around her at all times. People would come to her and they would often say, I came to visit her to comfort her, but it was really her that gave comfort to me. This was constantly the experience of many people. And even though many doctors, the doctors would constantly tell her to stay in bed and get rest, she would constantly be found taking walks around the hospital with other patients who were depressed and sad in different ways, always looking for a way to show that light of Christ and that love of Christ to others around her. She could always be seen with a smile on her face. So as the illness progressed, it forced her to surrender a great amount of her freedom and surrender a great many of the things that would bring a normal teenager great joy. She could no longer sing, she could no longer dance, she could no longer play tennis the way that she used to. And she surrendered all of this with the confidence in Jesus. Most emblematic of this is that during chemotherapy, her hair was falling out. And she would take her hair, hold it in hand, and she was, very, and she was known for taking that hair, looking at it, and just simply saying, for you, Jesus. For you, Jesus. And that right there captures this entire dynamic. This capture, this dynamic of detachment and of trust in God. This dynamic of surrender that we all need to undergo. And so, this motto, for you, Jesus, may this be our offering to the Lord as well this Lent. And throughout our lives, May we willingly surrender to the Lord anything that might keep us from seeing him more clearly. May we invite Jesus to take from us anything that is keeping us from him and to let him do it and to mean that. This is what it means to trust in God and to entrust ourselves entirely to him. And so with that, I want to return once again to Together in Mission. And so, brothers and sisters, you hold in your hands the Together in Mission envelopes And once again, 
Together Mission is an appeal made in the Archdiocese. The collection goes to assist impoverished schools and parishes, many of which during this collection this past 30 years may have had to close their doors without this, or at least they would have had to significantly reduce who they could help. And it's my hope that you prayerfully consider a pledge. And I mean that, the pr- to prayerfully consider this, pl- this pledge. Because going back to that moment of transfiguration, we do not want to be like the disciples. We do not want to try to make tents for the Lord. We do not want to try to give out of our own efforts, but to really embrace the mission that has been given to us as Christians, that we might be able to unite all of our prayers, all of our sacrifices, all of our almsgiving, all of our charity to him who loved us most, to Jesus Christ, to take once again as our motto that of Blessed Chiara, for you, Jesus. And I hope in making this pledge, we might be able to say that same thing, that we're making this, that, that, that we are offering this, uh, the, this money, this donation, for you, Jesus. So I just want to point out that, uh, I mean, you see the cards, you see the different demographic information. Uh, you can do that through check, you can do that through a credit card number, you can do that in a lump sum, you can do that over the course of several months. Um, so whatever you choose to do, um, I just invite you to, once again, to follow that model of Blessed Chiara, to have that attitude of surrender to the Lord, and to have in your heart and on your lips for you, Jesus. Blessed Chiara Badano, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for joining us at Your Daily Homily. For information on St. Philip the Apostle Parish or to support this ministry, please click on the links provided. Until our next time together, be safe and God bless.